نظوم الجماعة فمن راغب غير الجماعة وفارقها فقد خلع ربقة الإسلام فقد خلع ربقة الإسلام من عنقه وكان ضالا مضلا The Imam رحمه الله تعالى He says and from The Sunnah is luzumul jama'ah is sticking to the jama'ah that this is from the sunnah this is from what it means to be sunni this is from what it means to be salafi is that we have to stick to the jama'ah the imam rahimahullah ta'ala he says and whoever wants other than the jama'ah and the one who separates from the jama'ah then verily he has removed and taken off the yoke of Islam from his neck. He has taken off the yoke of Islam from his neck. And he is one who, he is astray and he leads others astray. وَقَالَ الْعَلَّامَ شَيْخُ صَالِحَ الْفَوْزَانَ حَفِظَهُ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى قَوْلُهُ فَمِنَ السُنَّةِ لُزُومُ الْجَمَاعَةِ and his statement that from the sunnah is sticking to the jama'ah. The shaykh, he says, مَا دَامَ الْأَمْرُ كَذَلِكَ وَأَنَّ الْإِسْلَامُ هُوَ السُنَّةِ وَالسُنَّةِ هِيَ الْإِسْلَامُ وَالسُنَّةِ أَنْوَاعِ فَمِنَ السُنَّةِ لُزُومُ الْجَمَاعَةِ أي لُزُومُ الْجَمَاعَةِ الْمُسْلِمِينَ وَمُرَادْ بِالْجَمَاعَةِ هُنَا جَمَاعَةُ الْمُسْلِمِينَ الَّذِينَ and his statement and from the sunnah is sticking to the jama'ah. He said, and this is because since the, the affair is the way that it is, that Islam is the sunnah and the sunnah is al-Islam, and that the sunnah it is of various types and various aspects, all of which must be adhered to. So thus from it is sticking to the jama'ah. He said in jama'ah, the jama'ah, what is intended by it, what that means is the jama'ah of the Muslims. The jama'ah of the Muslims. And what is intended by jama'ah here, jama'ah here is the jama'ah of those Muslims who are upon the truth. And this is a very important point. Those Muslims who are upon the truth. وَأَمَّا جَمَاعَاتُ الَّتِي لَيْسَتْ عَلَى الْحَاقُ فَهَذِهِ لَا تُسَمَّى جَمَاعَةَ الْحَقِيقِيَةِ The Shaykh, he says, and with regards to those jama'at, with regards to those groups, whether it's like the jama'iyah ihyat turaf, the jama'iyah bid'iyah, the astray group and organization ihyat turaf, whether it's like the jama'ah of the ikhwan muslimin, or the jama'ah of the tablighi, or whatever jama'ah there, 
You can add to that Hizbun Nur, Al Masriya, Al Hizbiya, Al Kharijiya. Naam. Haula. Laysu min ahl sunnah. Or like the Noor Party of Egypt, the political party of the Noor Party of Egypt, which is in actuality a partisan party, a Hizbi party, a party of Khariji, Khawarij type people. That's what that party is. They're not Salafi, they're not, they're not from Ahlul Sunnah, Hizbun Nur. So you have various jama'at. So the Shaykh, he says, and this is just an example. This is an example. So the Shaykh, he says, but as far as those groups, an example, like the ones that we mentioned, those ones who are not upon the haq, they're not upon the truth. Then these jama'at, you don't call them, you don't, they're not called or considered the jama'at in reality. They're not the real jama'at. A person, he can't come and he claim and he's saying, but he's with jama'at, so therefore he's with the jama'at. No, it's not with the jama'at. It's not the jama'at. It's not the jama'at that's referred to because the jama'at, ma'wafiq al-haq. The jama'at is that which agrees with the truth. So the shaykh, he says, كُلُّ جَمَاعَةٍ اجتمعت على ضلالةٍ أو على منهج مخالف منهج مخالفٍ للإسلام أو على طريقةٍ مخالفة للإسلام فلا تسمى الجماعة الحقيقية المطلوبة الممدوحة. The Shaykh says so any jama'a that it comes together upon misguidance or comes together upon a methodology that is contrary to al-Islam or comes together upon a way that is contrary to al-Islam then this is not called the jama'a this is not the real jama'ah that is required that we yani, be from it. This is not that real jama'ah that is uh, necessitated or that which is sought for. Nor is it the jama'ah that is memduha. Nor is it the jama'ah that is praised. The shaykh says, فَالْجَمَاعَةِ huna, And what is intended by the jama'ah here? Whom Ahl Haq, then they are the people of the truth. And it's very important that we understand this. Because sometimes when you start talking about uh, unity, and you start talking about not going uh, yani, to, to, to things that bring about disunity and not being disunified and so on and so forth, you will find sometimes that the people of innovation, they become happy. You will find that the people... From those who are mumayyir, the mumayyirun, they become happy. And they start thinking that they can utilize the likes of this to, as a hujjah against us saying, so therefore we got to come together. You was the one who said that we have to come together, Muslims have to be united. So you have to come and you have to join up with our Hizbi Masjid. Yes, 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 the masjid, it has individuals there who running it, individuals there who's down with it, who's down with Iqna and Isna and all that type of stuff. And you got the Tablir there, and you got the Sufi there, and you got everybody there. But the Muslims have to be together, so we got to come together and work together, brother. No, it's not the Jama'ah. The like of the Khwan Muslimin, it's not the Jama'ah. The like of the Tablir, it's not the Jama'ah. The like of the Iqna, Isna, not the Jama'ah. The like of the, the Zaytuna, it's not Jama'ah. The like of uh, uh, Maghrib Institute, it's not Jama'ah. No, it's not the jama'ah. So it's not to be understood, yani, that when we say unity, that means that we just unite with any and everybody. He say he Muslim, unite with him. Why? Because from the from the sunnah, luzumul jama'ah. That's not what that means. 
Luzumu jama'i, the jama'i is upon the haq. Because those ones who are upon batil, whether that batil is from the standpoint of Sufiya or Tusawwuf, whether that batil is from the standpoint of that they are upon the, the minhads of the, of the Kharijiyya, whether that batil is from whatever the batil is from, whatever type it is from, as long as it's upon batil, that's not the jama'ah that Imam al-Barahari is talking about. That's not the jama'ah. So don't understand it like that. This is why we don't just link and work with anybody. This is why we just don't join hands with any masjid. No. We cooperate with those who are upon the haq. Because that's the jama'ah. The lazum of that jama'ah. That's what's from the sunnah. That's what's from the sunnah. Working with jama'ah. Ikhwan muslimin. That's not from the sunnah. That's not from the sunnah. That's what you do if you want to be a mubtadeh. You want to be a mubtadeh? Join Ikhwan muslimin. You want to be mubtadeh? Join tablir. You want to be Muqtadeh? Join Maghrib Institute. You want to be Muqtadeh? Join Zaytuna. You want to be Muqtadeh? Join Ihya Turaf. That's from Bid'ah. The Jama'ah. That it is incumbent that we join it. Incumbent that we are with it. That Jama'ah that we have to stick to it. Then that's the Jama'ah that's upon the Haq. That's the people upon the Haq. So the Shaykh says, Hum Ahlul Haq. They are the people who are upon the Haq. Period. The Shaykh says, وَلَيْسَ مِنْ لَازِمْ ذَلِكَ أَنْ يَكُونُوا كَثِيرِينَ The Shaykh says, and it is not required that the jama'ah consists or comprise of a large number. So the jama'ah don't have to be a large number. Now, doesn't have to be many people. Doesn't have to be a great multitude of people. And this is something that's important for us to remember. It's important for us to remember. Because sometimes people, they, they forget. Sometimes people forget. Sometimes people, they forget this reality. And they start to look to the numbers. To the point where when they see a lot of people, then they get happy. And they try to view this as a mark of success. That there were thousands and thousands. Now they get happy about this. And when they're a little bit of numbers, they become sad. So if you want to know if you're affected by numbers or not, right? If you want to know if you have become affected by this wrong way of looking at it, the wrong outlook, then ask yourself, when there are a lot of people, that make you happy? And if there's only a little bit of people, would that make you sad? Huh? The way you're feeling right now, that you're sitting here, if there were only two of you here, will you still feel happy and deem it a success? Or would you feel like, ah oh, man, you know, how come I was only two of us? Unsuccessful. Huh? If that's the way you're feeling, then you have to change your, pers- you have to change your perspective. Because that's not right. Whether it's a large number or whether it's a little bit of number, what's incumbent is that it has to be upon the hop. It don't have to be a lot of people. It don't have to be a lot of people. The Shaykh says, بَلْ لَوْ كَانَ وَاحِدًا عَلَى الْحَقُ فَإِنَّهُ يُسَمَّى the Shaykh he says, even if it's only one person upon the haq, then that person is called the jama'ah. Even if it's one person, one person on the haq, then that person is the jama'ah. As Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, who he said, The jama'ah is what coincides with the truth, even if you are by yourself. If you're by yourself, but you're upon the, the haq, you're upon the truth, then that's the jama'ah. That's the jama'ah. The Shaykh says, فَالْجَمَاعَةِ 
هي من كان على الحق. So the jama'ah it is that which is upon the haq. And I want everyone to write that down in their notes. The jama'ah is the one who is upon the haq. I want you to underline it, highlight it, whatever the case may be, so it, so it jumps out at your attention when you're reviewing your notes later. The jama'ah is that which is upon the haq. Whether the people are many or they are a lot, or whether the people are a little or they are a lot. Whether the people who are upon the haq is a little bit or whether they are a lot. And this is a characteristic that is very important. See, maybe here in Atlanta, because there alhamd, many people upon the Sunnah. Maybe here in Atlanta, you may not realize the type of resolve that is needed. But when you start going to other places, out in the Midwest, and the like, you may find places where you may be the only Salafi there. You may be the only Salafi family there, or there may be only a few of you. Two or three or four of you, maybe six of you only, that's it. But it's six of you and you're surrounded by tens and thousands of Muslims upon Baqil. And you'll find a lot of times in these situations, unfortunately, is that the people upon the Sunnah, they become complacent. They become complacent. So they go to these masajid of the people of innovation and they become used to praying and then leaving right after. They become used to not sitting inside the rules, not yeah, joining them in their festivities and so on and so forth. And they become complacent with this. And they never strive, never, and they never yearn for anything else. And then when you ask them, Ya Ikhwa, why are you like this? How come you don't get something that is really, really little? It's only six of you, so subhanAllah, you don't need nothing big. There's something that could accommodate a lot of people. You need something to accommodate six people. That's it. Why don't you get something little and then be by yourself? Away from this, so you don't have to hear the bid'ah. Away from this, so that your family, they don't have to mix with Ahl al-Bid'ah. Away from this, so that you can have telelinks, you can listen to the mashayikh. Why don't you do something together, collectively? Where you can, you can establish some type of distinction. Some type of separation between you and the people of innovation. Why don't you do like that? And they say, because there's only six of us. Okay. Does the six have to be followed by zero before you feel motivated? It can just be six you, that's fine. Establish your own thing. This way you can you, you, you can safeguard yourself and your family while you're there. Because granted, you may be strong, but if you bring your family to the masjid, your children are going to talk to their children. Sahulillah. <laughs> their children are upon what they're upon, what they're learning from their parents. So they're going to talk to your children with what they know. And what do you think... A child whose parents is Ikhwani, Takfiri, knows, but a bunch of that stuff. And they may say it to your children. Your children, they may not mention it to you. It may take root in their heart. Then all these years later, your kitty become a, a, obsessed with the books of Sayyidullah. And you say, where did that come from? You know it came from? It came from 10 years ago when you brought him around for the aid. Because you say, ain't no one doing us for the aid. So let me go do aid with, with Ahl al-Bid'ah. Let me go do aid with them. And your kid was in a bounce house bouncing around with the kid. And the kid put inside his heart a seed of bid'ah. Now it come out 10 years later. Now he 18 talking about, yeah, I like Sayyidullah. Where do you think that's from? 
Now he like that talking about I want to go fight over in some country and sneak into the border and that and, and join up with the forces of Ta'ida Where do you think of that come from? You have to be wise, man. You have to be have to be wise. Don't look at the the, the 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 little bit, but you have to have that resolve. You have to have that resolve. You have to have that resolve. And may Allah Ta'ala disgrace the face of the one who come in the cloak of the sunnah and they try to blame you for separating yourself and trying to safeguard yourself from the people of innovation. May Allah disgrace that person. Gonna come in and gonna blame you because you separated. Because you don't want to be around and hearing the tablighi stuff. Because you don't want to be around and witnessing the khwani stuff. Because you don't want to be around that stuff. And they're going to blame you. Why you brothers separate from them? Why you think we separate from them? I mean, the sunnah, the zoom of jama'ah. Because from the sunnah, it's sticking to the jama'ah. That's why we separated from them. Rishar sunnah. The Shaykh Habibullah Ta'ala, he says... فَتَلْزِمُ مَنْ كَانَ عَلْحَقِ So stick to those who are upon the haq. وَلَا تُخَالِفُ جَمَاعَةِ And do not go against the jama'ah illati عَلَى الْحَقِ Do not contradict the jama'ah that's upon the truth. Do not go against the people of the truth. بَلْ تَكُونُ مَعَهُمْ But rather you should be with them. عَلَى الْحَقِ With them upon the truth. You understand? Because this is what it's about. And this is an illustration of a person's ikhlas. A person's sincerity. Because that which is most important is the truth. Wallahi ikhwa. That which is most important is the truth. So we join up with the brothers because they're upon the truth. And because we're human beings and we have different personalities, different dispositions, there may be certain brothers that personally, you and them don't get along. You guys argue about everything. Personally, you don't get along. You clash. You have clashing personalities. Now. But because you class, what that mean? You boycott him now? You feel he disrespected you. So now, you, you're going to boycott him? You don't want to talk to him? Right? You don't want to you, you wanna avoid him? He in a place, you want to be in another place? Why? Because he disrespected you? Because you that, that, that what you think? You understand? When you do stuff like this, now it brings into question your ikhlas. Because why did you join with that brother to begin with? You see, what well, we've been hearing from the mashaykh all throughout this weekend up until this point, and what we hear from the Mashaykh constantly, naam, is that what? Is that we have to be brothers, huh? And we have to love each other. Why? Fillah. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Do you understand that? That we love each other for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Not because we personally we just click like that. Not because you my man's in him. Not because we was in high school together and I known you from 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 we are like that. But because what? Fillah for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Fi sabirillah. Naam. And what that means is that what? Is that you join with the brothers despite whatever personal difficulties you may have amongst each other. You forgive each other. You overlook these things. We just heard this not less than what? A half an hour ago from the shaykh. That part of coming together means that we have to be forbearing and we have to be forgiving of one another. Because what? Because we're going to infringe upon the rights of one another. But as long as that person is upon the hock, then you stick to your brother. You stick to your brother. Because, listen... How in the world are you going to be patient with a people who's upon Baqil, a people who's Tablighi, people who's Sufi, people who's, 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 who's from whatever Nu'ab, the Hizbiyah. You're patient with these people, but you're not patient with your Salafi brothers. And then when you ask them, why are you patient with these people? They say, people got good akhlaq. What do you mean good akhlaq? You mean they treat you good? That's what you mean? So you is your frame of reference now. What a narcissist is a person like this. May Allah disgrace the face of a man like that. 
What a narcissist. Everything is built upon you personally. You, you, you are your own frame of reference. You are your own measuring stick. They nice to me, I'm with them. They down with me, I'm down with them. No, ya ikhwah. If the people is down with the hot, then we down with them and they down with us. That's the reality, based upon the hawk. If you're not upon the hawk, I ain't down with you, you ain't down with me. I don't care you went to high school together. I don't care if we played in the, in the, in, in the sand thing, in, in, in kindergarten together. You're not upon the hawk, I ain't down with you, you ain't down with me. Period, I don't care. Because our frame of reference is the hawk. Not no personal stuff. He really nice to me. He shake my hand so nice. He gave me some good food. He nice to me. You call that good character? Because somebody nice to you? That same Muqtadiq? That doesn't display good character with the Prophet Anybody don't display good character with the Prophet Then I hate that person. I don't care if they're nice to me. Why? Because I love the Prophet more than I love me. So you disrespecting the son of the Prophet now I hate you. I don't care if you just gave me whatever you gave. I hate you. You understand? That's how we have that's that's how we have to be, ya ikhwa. Because that's how you can see whether you got ikhlas or not. That's how you can see, you're sincere or not. Whether you loving for Allah and hating for Allah or not. Because a person who love and he hate for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, no matter how nice a person may be to him and so on and so forth, then what? He's not going to love that person. That person is contradicting the haq. And likewise, no matter how much a person may rub you the wrong way, as long as they comply to the haq, you're not going to abandon that brother. You're not going to betray that brother. You're not going to turn your back on that brother. You're not going to have a hatred for that brother. Why? Because a man is on the hawk, so you love him for Allah. You love him for Allah. Now granted, that don't mean we're going to go out and drink coffee together. huh? Maybe not. I still love him for Allah. Still going to support. Still going to be there aid and assist upon bitter and taqwa. Because a man is on the hawk. You understand? This is important, ya We cannot go against the jama'ah. The Shaykh he says, Man Farat al Jama'ah. He said, in regards to the one who goes goes against the Jama'ah and he separates from the Jama'ah, then it's going to come explanation about that. The Shaykh he says, Wazumu Jama'ah Yani Adam al Khuruj Anha Wahtilaf Aliha. What it means is that you don't go off of it. You don't yani you stick to it, it means that you don't yani separate it and you don't contradict it. You don't separate from it, nor do you contradict it. وَقَوْلُهُ And his statement فَمَنْ رَغِبَ غَيْرُ الْجَمَاعَةِ وَفَارَقَهَا فَقَدَ خُلَى عَرُبْقَةِ الْإِسْلَامِ مِنْ عُلُقِهِ He said in the statement that whoever desires other than a jama'ah and he separates from it then the rope or the noose of Islam has been removed from his neck. The shaykh he says وَهَذَا نَقْصُ الْحَدِيثِ And this is the this is taken from the text of the hadith as the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Man farqa jama'a qayda shibrin waqada khala'a rabqata al-islam min unuqih that whoever uh, abandons the jama'a even by a small yani, uh, measuring then he has removed the noose of Islam from his neck. He removed the noose of Islam from his neck. And this hadith al-rawahu Imam Ahmed fi musnadih and also Imam al-Tirmid fi sunnah wa ghayruhuma and this hadith has been collected by Imam Ahmed in his Musnad and Imam Al-Turmadhi and his Sunan and other than him. And it's from the hadith of Harith. Radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Ala kulli hal. We're going to come back and speak more about this hadith with Nilahi ta'ala uh, in, in a bit. The Shaykh, he says, 
فَهَذَا وَعِيدٌ شَدِيدٌ This is a tremendous warning. It's a tremendous warning right here. The Shaykh says, فَإِنْ كَانَ مُفَارَقَ فِي الْعَقِيدَةِ He said, and if the separation from the jama'ah is in a standpoint of al-aqidah, he separates from the jama'ah because he don't believe like they believe. بِحَيْثُ يَعْبُدُ غَيْرُ اللَّهِ From the standpoint that he worships other than Allah, فَهَذَا كُفْرٌ Then this is disbelief. If the separation from the jama'ah is in, relates to aqidah, from the standpoint that they're worshipping other than Allah, then this says from kufr, it's from disbelief. وَإِنْ كَانَ الْمُفَارَقَةِ دُونَ ذَلِكَ And if the separation from the jama'ah is in other than this, فَهِيَ الْضَلَالِ Then this is misguidance. This is misguidance. Now, The shaykh says, فَمُفَارَقَةِ الْجَمَاعَةِ لَا خَيْرَ فِيهَا So separating from the jama'ah, there's no good in it. There's no good in it. خلاف الشر Separation is evil. The Shaykh says, وَفِي الْحَدِيثِ عَلَيْكُمْ بِالْجَمَاعَةِ فَإِنَّ يَدُ اللَّهِ عَلَى الْجَمَاعَةِ And it comes in a hadith that it is accumbent upon you, the jama'ah, because verily the hand of Allah is with the jama'ah, or over the jama'ah. And this hadith is collected by Imam Ahmed as well. And also Imam Al-Humaydi, he brings it inside of his Muslim with Tirmidhi and other than him. رحمهم الله تعالى. Then it's from the hadith of Umar رضي الله تعالى عنه. So it's a coming upon us to stick to the jama'ah. The Shaykh he says ولما أخبر النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم الحذيفة ابن يمان بما يحصل من الفتن وتفرق قال له الحذيفة قال له حذيفة ما تأمرني إن أدركني ذلك. فقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أن تنزم الجماعة المسلمين وإمامهم فالجماعة لا تكون إلا بأمرين The Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم he informed us or he informed Hudayfa in Yaman when he had asked about the fitna that was going to take place and the separation to which Hudayfa he, he asked he said and what do you command me with if they were to reach me such a time or that were to reach me, what do you command me with? To which the Prophet ﷺ, he said, and stick to the jama'ah of the Muslims and their imam. Again, we're going to come back to this hadith as well, inshallah ta'ala, and speak a little more about it. Shaykh Fawzani says that the jama'ah, it will not be except you need two things. So you want to know how do we have a jama'ah, then we need two aspects, two vital aspects. The first of them, أَن يَكُونَ مِنْهَجُهُمْ أَوْ مِنْهَجُهَا الْكِتَابُ السُنَّةِ لَيْسَ مِنْ هَجُهَا الْمَذْهَبِ فُلَانٍ وَلَا قَوْلَ فُلَانٍ بَلِ الْكِتَابُ السُنَّةِ He says that the methodology has to be the book in the sunnah. Not the methodology of some person or the statement of some guy, but it has to be in accordance to the book in the sunnah. But rather the book in the sunnah. This is the first point. The jama'ah has to be that which coincides with the book in the sunnah. Yeah. That's the first point that is essential. It's essential. The second point that is essential, الأمر الثاني أن يكون لها إمام مسلم يقودها is that it has to have an imam, a Muslim imam over it that leads it. Every jama'ah, it needs a leader. It needs a leader. 
Naam. And that leader has to be Muslim. The leader has to be Muslim. Wataruji'u ilayhi. And that leader has to be the one who matters are referred back to him. And it is not possible that there will be a jama'ah without an imam. It's not possible that there will be a jama'ah that does not have a leader. And this is why the concept of anarchy is, is void in Islam. There's no anarchy. Because this goes against what? The jama'ah. You can't have a jama'ah and there's no imam. You can't have a jama'ah and there's no imam. Naam. The shaykh, he says, it has to be an imam. Has to be an imam. Ben. Or the shaykh, he says, la buddha min imamin yakunu marujian laha. It has to be an imam that we yani, refer back to. Has to be an imam who's referred back to. وَلِهَادَ قَالَ لِحُذَيْفَةِ And for this fact, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi said to Hudayfa, تَلْزَمُوا جَمَاعَةَ الْمُسْلِمِينَ وَإِمَامَهُمْ So stick to the jama'ah of the Muslims and their imam. فَقَالَ فَإِنْ لَمْ يَكُنْ لَهُمْ جَمَاعَةٌ وَلَا إِمَامٌ He said, even, he said and what if there's no, there's no uh, jama'ah and there's no imam? The Prophet Sallallahu said, تَعْتَزِلْ then stay away from all those groups. If there's no jama'ah, there's no imam, there's no imam, then stay away from all the groups. Stay away from them all. Naam. The Shaykh Ta'ala says, Amarahu So he commanded Hudayfa to stay away from all of these groups. To stay away from all of these groups. If and, and, and to only be with the group of the Muslims. And to only be with the group of the Muslims. And don't be with the jama'ah that's not the jama'ah of the Muslims. But rather, he should stay by himself. He should stay by himself upon the truth. Until death comes to him. And he's upon that. أن لا يكون الإنسان مع جماعات المخالفة لمنهج الحق. So in this we see a clear indication that it is not for an individual that an individual he cannot join with the groups that are contrary to the منهج of the truth. ولا يكون ولا يكونون جماعة إلا بشرطين. And that there is no جماعة except that it has to have Two conditions and they meet two conditions. And yakuna minhajuhum kitabu sunnah wa minhaju salafu salih. That their minhaj has to be the book in the sunnah and the methodology of the salaf. Naam. That's the first one. Wa in yakuna lahum imamun muslimun. And it has to be over it an imam that's Muslim. Yaquduhum who leads them. Wa yarji'una ilay. And that they return back to. Faladeen. And there is no, the religion will not be established. I want you to write this down. That the religion will not be established except with the jama'ah. The religion will not be established except with the jama'ah. 
illa bi imam and there is no jama'a without a ruler the religion won't be established without the jama'a and there is no jama'a without a ruler wala imama illa bi sam'in wa ta'atin and there is no imam except that he has to be heard and obeyed meaning if you don't hear and obey him then he's not going to be the imam he's not going to be the ruler right the ruler has to be you have to listen and obey him the shaykh says hada minhaj muslimin and i want you to understand this this is the methodology of the muslims the religion is not established except with the jamaa the jamaa is not established except that it has to have an imam the imam is not established with a ruler yani the ruler is not established except that it has to be hearing and obeying to the ruler that's the muslim methodology that's our methodology that's the muslim methodology the shaykh says wa hadha huwa sunnah and this is the sunnah allati yashrahuha rahimahullah this is the sunnah that the imam rahimahullah ta'ala he's explaining to us this is from the sunnah that he, that the imam is explaining to us naam remember the book is called what sharh sunnah explanation of the sunnah naam the shaykh rahimahullah ta'ala he says wa fi hadha nahyun an al-shudud fi al-ara' al-mukhalif wa 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 al-mukhalafat he says and in this there is a prohibition from these obscure and weird uh, opinions and that which is in contradiction to the haq wa anna al-insan yalzamu al-jama'ah al-jama'ah ma damu annahum laysu 'ala al-dalal and that a person he has to stick to uh, the jama'ah as long as they are not upon falsehood as long as they are not upon falsehood so therefore it should become clear to the listener and if it's not clear then we're going to point it out inshallah ta'ala that what it what it means and what it enters into sticking to the jama'ah is obeying the muslim rulers obeying the muslim rulers naam because when we when the, when the sheikh was talking about listening to the imam there's no jama'ah except that it has to have an imam and so on and so forth i don't want nobody to think that that means the imam of the masjid or that means yani whoever call himself the imam of the group and so on and so forth saying look we got a group and our group we got an imam so therefore we fulfilling that no 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 was meant by the imam it means the ruler of the muslims and the ruler of the muslims that's clear the one who runs the lands of the muslims you understand the one who runs the land of the muslim the leader of the muslim lands this is what is meant by it this is what is meant by it but hearing and obeying the ruler enters into what it means yani luzum jamaa to stick to the jamaa we have to listen and obey the imam of the muslims we have to listen and obey the imam of the muslims we have to have bay'ah to the to the imam of the muslims to the imams of the muslims yeah we have to we have to have bay'ah to the imams of the muslims huh and the bay'ah is for what is for the rulers of the land the rulers of the land not the sheikh of a, of a, of a tariqah not the, the sheikh of some sufi order not for whatever joker because he say he got a group no that that not he know him man you know bad for these people no no never it's for who it's for the leaders the rulers of the muslims the rulers of the muslims ma'am whatever the titles may be the leaders and the rulers of the muslims are well known whatever the title is as long as he's the leader then 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 for him is sam'u ta'ah and bay'ah na'am and there's proof for this 
الإمام أحمد النجمي والشيخ الأحمد النجمي العلامة رحمه الله تعالى he mentions in a proof for this فمن الكتاب from 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 the book from the Quran قول الله تعالى is Allah تعالى statement يا أيها الذين آمنوا أطيعوا الله وأطيعوا الرسول وهو الأمر منكم in Surah An-Nisa in his verse 59 Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says what means O you who believe obey Allah and obey the messenger and those who are in authority over you those who are in authority over you the rulers of the Muslims the Shaykh says فَلَمَّا قَرِنَا أُولُ الْأَمْرِ وَأَوْجَبَ طَاعَتَهُ مَا طَاعَةً مع طاعته وطاعة الرسول صلى الله عليه وسلم فيما لم يكن معصية he said and when it was linked the rulers with the obligation of obeying them and that was coupled with being obedient to Allah سبحانه وتعالى and being obedient to his messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم being obedient to these rulers in that which does not entail disbelief, or yani, what we say, ma'asiyah. Uh, that which does not entail sin. Any sin comes, then we don't obey in that affair. لا طاعة للمخلوق في معصية الخالق كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم There is no obedience to the creation and disobedience to the creator. Naam. So if the ruler commands us to do something that's wrong, then we don't obey him in that specific, particular command. But we still have to listen and obey him in every other command that does not involve ma'asiyah, that does not involve sin. The shaykh, says, so once we have seen that, that it is, we have to, yani, uh, that obedience to them has been linked and it is a connection to obedience from Allah's Messenger. دَلَّ ذَلِكَ عَلَى وَجُوبِ الطَّاعَةِ لَهُمْ وَعَدَمِ الْجَوَازِ الْخُرُوجِ عَلَيْهِمْ Then it points us to the fact that it is incumbent that we uh, are obedient to them and we listen to them and, it is, and, and that we not, and that it is not permissible that we revolt against them and go away from their obedience. The Shaykh says, وَعَدَمِ الْجَوَازِ الْمُنَازَعَةِ لَهُمْ And it is not permissible for us to debate with them and to go against them, al al ithara alayhim, or that we revolt against them. فَهَذِهِ الْآيَةُ صَرِيحَةً And that this clear and explicit verse, this is a clear and explicit verse. وَهُنَاكَ آيَاتٌ تَدْخُلُ فِيهَا هَذِهِ الْعَقِيدَةُ ضُمْنًا And we have other ayats that this aqidah enters into them. كَقُولِ تَعَالَى Like Allah Ta'ala statement وَعْتَصِمُوا بِحَبْلِ اللَّهِ جَمِيعًا وَلَا تَفَرَّقُوا Like Allah Ta'ala statement And hold all of you together to the rope of Allah And do not separate, do not divide This issue of separating with them And protesting and revolting And all of this type of stuff against the Muslim rulers This is from dividing Allah Ta'ala tells وَلَا تَفَرَّقُوا Do not separate, do not divide When the people do that, then what happens? They divide Look what happened in Egypt when the people they decided they want to make this uh, and, and, uh, this this uh, revolution in Masriya, what happened? The people they broke into parties and they, and, they, and, they, and they started to the point where 
Not only did they revolt against the ruler and fight against the ruler and depose the ruler, but then they broke into parties and these parties started to fight each other. These parties started to fight each other. Look how much blood was spilt. Look how much property was damaged. Look how much chaos yeah, resulted in that. And what are they going to do? They're going to blame the ruler. The ruler made that mob go out there and destroy the, t the, 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 the city or the district or to destroy the block or burn this down or, or trash that. The ruler told you to do that. No. That's, that's the result of the evil action they're acting in contrary to the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ. Is that when a person takes to the evil, evil only results in evil. Evil only results in evil. You understand? Evil breeds evil. So the person, they do something evil, then what happens from this evil khuruj is that blood gets spilled, property gets damaged, lives are lost, uh, so on and so forth. Chaos, where there was safety, now there is chaos, there's, 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 there's no safety, there's no security, so on and so forth. Because evil breeds evil. Evil breeds evil, so it resulted in evil. And what's crazy about it is that then these ones who committed the evil with their hands and were participants in the evil with their hands and didn't take the advice of the ulama, they didn't listen to the kitab, they listen to the sunnah, so on and so forth, and they went and did what they did with their hands. Then when the battle in, in repercussions come, they want to say it's the rule of fault. No, it's their fault. It's their fault. The way you are, that's how your rule is going to be. Blame yourself. You want to change stuff, change yourself. Really. Also, Allah Ta'ala's statement, وَأَنَّ هَذَا صِرَاطِي مُسْتَقِيمًا فَاتَّبِعُوهُ Also, Allah Ta'ala's statement, and this is my straight path, so follow it. وَلَا تَتَّبِعُوا سُبَلًا And do not follow the roads, do not follow the various other ways. فَتَفَرَّقَ بِكُمْ عَنْ سَبِيلِي Because they will separate you from my way. ذَلِكُمْ وَفْصَاكُمْ بِهِ لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ This is what we command you with. So that perhaps you will attain piety. And this ayah can be found in Surah Al-An'am in its verse 153. The Shaykh says, And inside of these two verses, Allah Ta'ala, He commands that we stick to His rope and that we follow His way. And he prevented us from separation uh, and and and, uh, and disunity and going against his way. فَقَالَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى فِي آيَةِ الْأُولَى Allah Ta'ala says in the first verse, وَلَا تَفَرَّقُوا And do not separate. Do not divide. Do not go away from the room of Allah. وَقَالَ فِي الْآيَةِ الثَّانِيَةِ Allah Ta'ala says in the, in, in the second ayah, وَلَا تَتَّبِعُوا سُبُلًا فَتَفَرَّقَ بِكُمْ عَنْ سَبِيلِ And do not... Follow the other ways because they will separate you from my way. So this points us to the fact that it's not permissible to separate and to divide. And that it is something that is haram. And that it's something that's not permissible. All of this yani, is, is, is of uh, extreme vital importance. And these are just from the proofs. From the book in the Sunnah that shows us that we have to listen and obey the rule of the Muslims. We, we, we're not allowed to revolt against them. We're not allowed to fight against them. We're not allowed to raise up in rebellions and so on and so forth. This is not from the way of the Sunnah. This is not from the way of the Sunnah. Naam. But the Salafi, he is one who he is and he obeys the ruler. He is and he obeys the ruler. Naam. So you find... As uh, as Sheikh Sheikh Al Rahman, Sheikh Al Abdurrahman, Taala, he mentions that for this, for us, is the same. 
And he, we're talking about, since we brought up Egypt, huh? then we stick on Egypt, inshallah, he says, so therefore, there's no difference for us from uh, uh, Al-Husni Wal-Mursi uh, and the now Sisi. Uh, he said, there's no difference for us between Husni and Mubarak. For him, was hearing and obeying because he was the ruler. Right? And then when Mursi became the ruler, then we heard and we obeyed because he the ruler. And then when he got taken out by the same way he got put in, right? And then it was the ruler now. We'll see, see, yani, then and then, yani, the one who's the, the interim president now, whatever. We hear and obey. Because he the ruler. We hear and obey the ruler. You understand? So it's no different for us. Ahlul Sunnah, we don't change. We hear and obey. You see, the Ikhwan, they change. You understand? And this and is how you tell a person's upon Ba'atlid. They flip, they flip flop. They flip flop. You find the Ikhwan, what the Ikhwan they said? We gotta fight against Mubarak. So they so they help with the uprising against Mubarak. Right? But then they man get in there, then they tell everybody, now you gotta hand obey. Now you gotta hand obey. You understand? So then when they man who got in there, the same way he got he got put in, now he get put out. Now they come and they say, it's not permissible to, to make khuruj on the imam. He's the rightful imam. Everybody gotta stick to the imam. You see the flip flop? We can fight him, but you gotta listen to him. Right? It's okay to fight him. It's not okay to fight him. They flipping flopping. Now that they now that they're out and now the new rule is there, now what they saying? It's okay to fight this guy though. So they went for, so you see the flip flop? Fight, don't fight, fight. It's okay to fight, it's not okay to fight, it's okay to fight. They flip flopping, they're all over the place. Why? Because their frame of reference is not the truth. It's, it's, it's their desire. That's why they call the people of, of, of Hawa, the people of desires. They just going with their desires. That's it. But you see what happens when you go with your desires, you get yourself hurt. When you go with your desires, you get yourself hurt. You get yourself in trouble. That's what happens. Let's not, let's not, Yanni, misunderstand. That's what happens. You go with your desire, you don't get yourself in trouble. You get yourself hurt. And this, for this reason, and I want you to understand, Yanni, the, Yanni, subhanallah, the ulama, and, 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 Yanni, and their, inshallah, Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, kathiran, tayyiban, mubarakan, feeh, kama yuhibbu rabbuna wa yarbaan. Wa ashadu an la ilaha illallah, wahdahu la shirika lah. Wa ashadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasooluh. An nasihu al-ameen. Allahumma salli ala nabina muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Wa man tamasaka bi sunnatihi ila yawm al-deen. Thumma amma ba'd. When you don't follow the sunnah, you get yourself hurt. I want you to appreciate, inshallah, the ulama. Because the ulama, what are the anbiya? They are the, the ulama, they are the inheritors of the prophets. And they convey to us that which the, 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 the prophet had left from knowledge and guidance. The next statement. And you can see how it's put in, in, in such a beautiful manner. Is that the Imam, Rahimullah Ta'ala, he says, Islam That they will remove the yoke of Islam from their neck. And this statement is taken from a hadith of the Prophet Sallallahu and a hadith is authentic. And it's, uh, يعني أخرجه إمام أحمد في مسنده 
عن أبي ذر رضي الله تعالى عنه أن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال من فارق جماعة شبرا خلع ربقة الإسلام العنق that whoever the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم said that whoever separates from the jama'a a small portion he will remove the yoke of Islam from his neck so you find that this expression is taken from the hadith of the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم and I want you to understand the full scope and, 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 and gain some understanding of what, of, what this, of what this expression means. right? Because when you go against the sunnah, you get yourself hurt. But when you stick to the sunnah, then there is for you in, in that a protection. Sticking to the sunnah is a protection for you. right? Sticking to the sunnah is a protection for you. But I want you to understand a little better this particular expression about having the yoke removed from the neck. Sheikh Fawzan, he mentions, وَكَانَ مَنْ عَادَةِ الْعَرَبِ It was from the habits of the Arab, right? the customs of the Arab. أَنَّهُمْ يَضَعُونَ لِأَغْنَامْ رِبَاطًا فِي رِقَابِهَا It was from the traditions of the Arab and the ways of the Arab that they used to, they used to, uh, Rope together, for lack of a better term, there's a better way of saying that, but it just gave me right now. That they will rope together the uh, the sheeps and the lambs by their neck. The flock, they would keep them together by the neck. Naam. The shaykh, he says, So that they didn't disperse and separate and then get lost. Right? So they, so they would put them all together so that they, so that they would stay together so they wouldn't separate and then get lost. Because what happened if they were to, to, to get away from the rest of the flock? What happened if they were to, 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 to go lost and go missing? What happened was, well, then they get eaten by the, by, by the, uh, the animal. They eat them. Right? If they, if, they, if they, what's the name now? Now now you pray. Now you're getting eaten up. The shaykh, he says, فَهَذِهِ تَكُونُ and you find that these yokes, they were all joined together by one common rope. That these yokes, they were all joined together by one common rope. Yajma'uhad, that would bring all of them together. Min ajl al from the standpoint of their own protection. Do you, do you understand? So when, they, when, they, when that animal had the yoke around his neck, as long as that yoke was around his neck and he was joined by that one common rope, then he was safe now. Now he's safe from the wolf. Now he's safe from the, I don't know, the coyote, whatever may want to eat him up. Now he's safe, right? But if they were to slip away and get away and get, get their neck out of that rope, now they've been removed from the safety of the flock. Now they're going to get eaten up. You understand? So being like that was for their own protection, was for their safety. The shaykh, he says... فَشَبَّهَ النَّبِي صلى الله عليه وسلم فَشَبَّهَ النَّبِي صلى الله عليه وسلم لُزُومُ الْجَمَاعَةِ بِهَذَا الْأَمْرِ So therefore the Prophet وسلم, he likened sticking to the jama'ah with this affair. That when you stick to the jama'ah, you safeguard yourself. And when you go against the jama'ah, then you remove that protection of Islam from your neck. Now you're in trouble. Now you're going to be prayed. Now, now you're going to get hurt. You understand? So sticking to the jama'ah is for our own good and for our own benefit. فَإِنَّ الْجَمَاعَةِ هِيَ الرَّابِطُ الْوَاقِ مِنَ الْمَهَالِكِ Because the jama'ah, then that is the, that is the rope, or that is the, the, the bound that, 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 that will protect from destruction. نَعَمْ كَرَّابِطُ الَّذِي 
يَكُونُ فِي رِقَابِ الْأَغْنَامِ Just like that, just like that yoke that is on the necks of the the animals, ma'am, that would safeguard it from the predators. The Shaykh Hafizullah Ta'ala, he says, وَكَانَ الضَّالًا مُضِلًا And that they are astray and lead others astray. He said, ضَالًا فِي نَفْسِهِ عَنَ الطَّرِيقِ ضَالًا means that he sent himself astray from the, from the path. So he himself is astray. نعم. مُضِلًا لُغَيْرٍ He's مُضِلًا to other than him. نعم. He leads others astray. So this person, he himself is astray. And then on top of that, he leads other people astray. So he don't keep his misguidance to himself, but he afflicts other people with it. So anybody that call you to re- revolt, revolution, all this type of stuff, they know he's astray and he leads others astray. So anybody who combines these characteristics of being astray and leading others astray, is that a person that you would want to join elbow with? You want to be with that person? He's astray, he's himself astray, and then he leads other people astray, you want to join with him? No, of course not. <coughs> of course not. The Shaykh, he says, Nah, mubillan, He's one who leads others astray. He leads those astray, those who imitate him, and those who follow him. He leads them astray. Allah Ta'ala, he says, And whoever contradicts and opposes the messenger after clear guidance, have been shown to him, and he follows a way other than the way of the believers, then we leave him to what he has left himself to, and we enter him into Jahannam, and what are uh, awful and worse of final destinations. And this ayah can be found in Surah An-Nisa, and it's verse 115. The Shaykh, he says, So what's wajib upon the Muslims is that he follows the way of the believers, and he does not Contradict them, is not go against them. عنهم, and he does not yani, uh, oppose them or contradict them and the like. But we have to be united upon the haq. We have to be united upon uh, the truth. And in closing, we come back to the hadith of Hudayfa that we said we're going to speak a little more about, inshallah ta'ala. But because of the time, we won't read through the hadith in totality as we had intended. But rather, we will focus in on Bismillahi Sa'ala the following. And that is that Hudayfa Rabbiullahu Ta'ala Anhu He asked the Prophet وسلم, Is there going to be some evil after a good? Naam. To which the Prophet وسلم, He responded and he said That the evil will be du'at ala abawab jahannam. That there will be callers who will be upon the, the doors of the hellfire. Man ajabahum ilayha qadafuhu fiha. Whoever answers them, then they will, they will plunge them into the fire. That they are going to be du'at, they're going to be callers to evil, callers to the, to the hellfire, on the doors of the hellfire. Whoever answers them will be thrown into hell. So Hudayfa he asked the Prophet وسلم, to describe them. Sifhum lana. He said, describe them to us, O Messenger of Allah. 
Describe them to us. So what's the Prophet Sallallahu He said that they will be from Jindatina. They will be from our Jind. Naam? Min Jindatina. Wa Sinatina. They are from our skin and they talk with our language. They're from our skin and they talk with our language. This is a hadith with Allah alhamdulillah Ahlul Sunnah is well familiar with. Naam? It's a hadith that Ahlul Sunnah is well familiar with. I want to focus in on the description that was given to these callers to the hellfire. Shaykh Ali Nasr al-Faqihi Hafizullah Ta'ala he mentions in his ta'liqat and tafsir al-Sa'di his ta'liqat his explanatory notes on the tafsir of Imam Sa'di he mentions Hafizullah Ta'ala and it's very important I want us to understand this and not just understand this but I want us yani, not just meaning not just understand this from like uh, uh, yani, uh, as something that is separate from our own situation but to understand it in light of our own situation and understand it in, from the standpoint that it motivates us to change what needs to be changed and so on and so forth is that the shaykh he mentions that these ones whom the Prophet ﷺ described they would be those who would be from our skin and they would speak with our language the Shaykh, he says, we can understand how this will manifest. He said, if we look, for example, uh, to the people in the time of Nuh, we look to the Qissa of Nuh, we find that the Shaytani came to the people of Nuh. Once those righteous ones had died, and he said, make statues in their yani, similitude that look like them, so that you can remember Allah Ta'ala. We look at the statues. Naam. So these people. They made the statues. They made the statues. And then what happened was some time went by and the generations had gone away and it was not known why these statues were there. So they start to wonder why are these statues there? Then the Shaytani came to them looking like them, speaking in their language and he told them because they, your forefathers used to worship them uh, if they wanted, yeah, the shape is the examples he mentioned. He said, if, if, you, if you want your wife to get pregnant, then you, then you ask them for your wife to get pregnant. If you want to gain victory in the battle, then you ask them and you gain victory in the battle, and so on and so forth. So the Shaytan came to them looking like them and to, yeah, they misguide them. You understand? So we understand it from the standpoint. Another example the Shaykh he mentioned, one that's a little closer to us historically, and that the Shaykh he mentions, he said that was the issue of the colonization of the Muslim lands. He said, during the colonization of the Muslim lands, he said, you will find that if a, if, if a Christian came to a Muslim, and he said, be a Christian, the Shaykh, he says, that Muslim, he would have taken to arms and killed that Christian. This is what the Shaykh, he said. He said, the Muslim would have taken to arms and he would have fought against that Christian and, and killed that Christian. If he came to him and said, hey, be a Christian now, they wouldn't go for that. You understand? But, and I want you to reflect back to the to the Qis of Nuh, the Shaytan, he didn't go to the first generation and say, make statues and pray to them. Because he knew what? They weren't going to go for that. He knew they wasn't going to go for that. So what did the Shaytan do? The Shaytan erected a system that targeted their children. I want you to understand this point. The Shaytan erected a system that targeted their children. You old people, fine. You don't want to worship these statues? Don't worry about it. 
Because you old, you about to die anyway. You are a demographic that's aging and you're not increasing. So fine, whatever. You understand? So he, he erected a system that targeted their children. The Shaykh, he says the same thing is what this shall thing from the human beings they done. When it came to colonizing lands, they didn't come to the people and say, be Christian, don't be Muslim no more. They said, no, no problem. You want to be Muslim? Be Muslim. Why? Because you're a demographic that is aging and you're not increasing. They say, no problem. Be Muslim. What we're going to do, we're going to set up a school system for you, provide you with a curriculum, we'll educate your children, We'll send them to the West and to our universities and we'll teach them the sciences and all the new technologies and they can bring back prosperity to your land and they can bring back the technologies you don't have and, 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 and to the end of it. Do you understand? So they targeted the children to the point now where you have those who are from our skin and they speak our language but they are propagators to the Marxist methodology. They are those who are callers to democracy. They are those who are callers to yeah, and all these modernization and all this type of stuff and to the end of it. Talking about they want to modernize Islam and all this nonsense. You understand? They are those now who are from our skin and they speak with our language and they call us to kufr, they call us to shirk, they call us to that which is contrary to the jama'ah. They're calling us to, to, to that which will separate us from the jama'ah. But they're from what? Our skin and they speak in our language. You understand? So the Shaykh, he says, this is a, a means by way in which this will manifest itself. That we will have callers that will have our skin and, and, and speak with our language. Is because what? Is because the, and we allowed our children to be taken advantage of and to be uh, 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 overcome. So now I'm saying that to say this. Is that what? Is that the West, when they wanted to affect and influence the minds and the thinking of the Muslim lands, what did they do? They erected... In our lands, their school systems. That makes sense? But I don't want you to just look and say, okay, that's them, 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 them. No, uh, look at yourself now. Because you living in the Kafir lands, and of course, in the Kafir land is what? The Kafir system. You think a Kafir going to put a Muslim system inside his land? You, that what you think? Of course not. No one, no one is foolish like that, right? No one think that. They're going to put inside their, their land, their system, their system, what their system teach? Their system teach what? Kufr. The system teach kufr. Their system is a system that is un-Islamic. It teaches the exact opposite. It teaches immorality. It's not called morality. The system teach immorality. The system teaches immorality. The system teaches kufr. The system teaches shirk. And so on and so forth. That's what the system teach. So what I'm saying is that we can't be, you know, surprised because, I mean, a Kafir going to do what a Kafir do. That's what Kafirs do. So we're not surprised by that. We're not surprised that they're teaching their methodology because they're kufars, but that's what they do. That's like a person becoming surprised if a dog go wolf. That's what dogs do. They bark. So where you, where you, where you, where, where, where you amazed a, a dog is barking? You look at a dog is barking. What do you think a dog supposed to do? But bark. That's what they do. It's a dog. So when a Kafir come and they're teaching this, the, the, the Muslim kids kufar, you get mad to teach him. Why you teach them? He's a Kafir. What do you expect from him? You expect the Kafir to give something he don't got? He don't got his ain't gonna teach somebody his name. In fact, the one who deprives something, he's not gonna give it. He's a Kafir. What do you expect him to teach? When Christmas comes, what you think the Kafir gonna do? But we teach a kid about Christmas. When Thanksgiving comes, what do you think the Kafir gonna do? But teach a kid about Turkey and the pilgrims and whatever. They gonna go far. 
Once we realize this reality, this is what I'm saying, look at this. Once we realize this reality, having all these communities throughout, spread throughout the states, but not having schools is not acceptable. Because if one breath we understand this reality, then how can we afford to live without schools? How we don't have schools for our kids? Do you think Islam is only good for you? You cool with that? Islam good for me, that's it. Let my kids go astray and be cool for us, that's fine. If, that, if that's what you want, then something wrong with you. But I don't think nobody in here deems that to be acceptable. You want your, 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 your offspring, you want your descendants to be Muslim, right? You want your grandkids to be Muslim, right? You want your grandkids to be little Ahmed and Aisha and Khadija and Ali, right? You don't want your grandkids to be Ty, you know, Tyrone and uh, Mark and uh, yeah, Sally and, 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 and whatever, Jessica. That what you want? Your daughter come and say, oh, what's the grandkid name? Jessica. What you mean, Jessica? I think you meant to say Juadia, right? No, Jessica. What? You don't want that, right? So where's our schools at? Do you understand? This is why sticking to the jama'ah is so important. Because when we are separate, when we are divided, you understand? We can't set up the basics. Because having a school is a basic. Right now, if there's a community and it has a masjid and it got a school, it's all that. Right or wrong? It got a, it got a masjid, it got a school, the master Salafi, the school Salafi, people is getting up and traveling and moving to that state, moving to that community. Why? Because that's so that's so rare. But the reality is that we have to we have to look higher because having a school and having a masjid, man, that's the basics. That's the bare minimum. You understand what I'm saying? That's the basics. So let's look at our situation and how miskeen that we truly are. We don't even got the basics. We don't even got the basics. And we're not going to have the basics. As long as we're arguing and bickering and having disunity amongst ourselves, we're not going to have the basics. Until we come together upon the haq, we're not going to have the basics. Until Allah is more important to us than ourselves, we're not going to have the basics. Until the Prophet is more important to us than ourselves, we're not going to have the basics. Until Islam is more important to us than ourselves, we're not going to have the basics. Until we're able to throw our personalities and our own narcissistic tendencies to the side, we're not going to have the basics. Because at the end of the day, all of the bickering, if you look at 99.9% .9 of the bickering amongst the people, you will find it links back to that which has no substance. It's Personal, nonsense, garbage, petty, to the end of it. Trifling type stuff. But yet, that's what you're holding on to. Trifling stuff. And you don't got the basics, your kids being destroyed, and you're holding on to, yeah, I think he disrespected me. But then when you investigate the affair, you find he didn't disrespect you. That wasn't his intention. Shaitan just magnified it. When you look at it, it was nothing. It's nothing. You understand? We got to come together upon the haq. And we have to get rid of this stuff. Because as long as we allow the likes of this foolishness to perpetuate. And don't, don't sit here and look at me like I'm crazy. This is Atlanta, man. You know how much fitness you got here. You understand? You know how much fitness you got here. It's not acceptable. Period. It's not acceptable. I'm sorry. It's not acceptable. We got to come together on the hawk. That personal stuff is personal. Forget about it. The hawk is more important.
Brother disrespecting me. Fine. Haq is more important. Get past that. Because the haq is more important. We have to come together upon the haq. We have to be united upon the truth. And I think I'm picking on you like it's in Atlantis. It's only isolated in Atlantis. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. Unfortunately, it's widespread. Huh? It's widespread. Al-Kulihan. We have to come together upon the haq. We have to unite upon the haq. The haq has to be our frame of reference. That's the frame of the haq. That's it. Because at the end of the day, and I want you to think about this, at the end of the day, before you start treating any brother all crooked, before you start treating any brother with malice and you know, all this type of stuff, I want you to ask yourself, the way I'm treating this brother right now, how am I going to justify this in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? If Allah asks you, why you treat your brother like that? Why you boycott your brother? And you got nothing to say. Uh, uh, what are you going to say? You Because if the, the man's Salafi, right? Salafi. But That's why you're boycotting for. Person coming and saying, he ain't got no problems in his aqidah, no problems in his minhaj. Okay, so then what's the issue? What's the issue then? He got minhaj mistakes? No. He got aqidah mistakes? No. So what's the issue? Why are you boycotting him? Why are you treating my ahl bid'ah? What's the issue? You understand? I want you to think about that. Before you start treating your brother any type of way, you want to take all these stances and all this type of nonsense and all that, think about what you're going to say to Allah Ta'ala why you did that. You see the Muqtada is easy. Why you boycott the Muqtada? He's upon bid'ah. Allah Ta'ala in the Quran tells us, don't sit with them, right? Don't sit with them until they enter into a different speech. Be fulfilling the commandment of Allah Ta'ala. You understand? Ahl bid'ah, we got excuse. Tablid, we got excuse. We ain't going to sit with them. Right? Ikhwan, got excuse. It's clear. But wait, now it's your selfie brother. Why are you treating him like that? For what? And you the same one they're going to say, no Aqidah mistakes, no Minhaj mistakes, but what? And then some people got the audacity to say, oh, they got some Akhlaq issues. What man of Akhlaq? They have bad Akhlaq with Allah? No. They have bad Akhlaq with the Prophet No. They have bad Akhlaq with you? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, you that important now. You think that high of yourself now. You all that now? He treated you the wrong way now. You, now you take it to this extent. Something that is easily fixed over a cup of coffee, cup of tea. Easily fixed. A nice conversation. Even it might be awkward. It's fixed over a conversation. Say it, it's over. You understand? The Zoom with Jama'ah. Sticking with the Jama'ah. That's from the Sunnah. والصلاة والسلام على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين جزاكم الله خيرا